Relevant content for our members by our members. This is TMC Connect. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Faith Howard Mooney from the Mortgage Collaborative. Um, I We are missing Amy Bohr today because she got stuck in an airport. Well, not in an airport overnight, but she got stuck in Dallas overnight. So she asked me if I could fill in to make sure that this great session that is being brought to us by Shirley Clark goes off without a hitch. So today we're talking about mental wellness. Um, I'm sure, Shirley, uh, you want people to chime in. It is a meeting environment. So you want people to chime in as you go along. We feel very fortunate to once again have you with us and presenting this um, great information to our TMC family. So go ahead and get yes. started. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, and for everybody who's on, um, I know you I've been watching, you're all muting yourself, which is, which is great, but please, you know, if you have questions or you want to, um, you know, weigh in on something, please do. Um, this is for you. So whatever you want to talk about is good with me. And I'm, I'm going to make some assumptions that some of you have been on the previous ones because I, I recognize a few of your names. And so the point of doing these each month isn't always to replicate what I've done, but we build on it. So sometimes I'll refer to things that we've done before. So again, if you weren't on one and I'm talking about something, I'll try to make sure it makes sense whether you're on or not, but please feel free to stop me and ask questions. So let's just start with um, this question. Have you ever declined a new opportunity or have you not pursued something because you lack self-confidence? And um, I'd just like you to, you know, if you want to chat, you can chat on that. And if you want to um, just kind of think about it yourself, that's great. If you want to wave your hands, but have you ever, you know, not pursued something? No, it's not always a decline, but there's something you haven't gone after because you lack self-confidence. And as you sit in that question, let's move on to this one. And if over time you developed a confidence mindset, what more would be possible for you? And this is the question that, you know, we'll revisit. And I really want you to think about this one because what we don't always recognize is um, what holds us back, you know, or, you know, we get busy and we don't always think about confidence as being a roadblock. We might say we lack confidence, but we don't realize we can really change that. And so what I want to do today is just, you know, focus on, um, you know, the importance of a confidence mindset. And we'll talk about what that is, how we develop one, and then some practices so that, um, you can move forward with whatever is best for you. And I, I want to you know, underscore that again, what's best for you. What makes one person confident or leads, leads um, somebody into a situation may be totally different for another. So let's talk about the confidence mindset before we get in and like, what is a confidence mindset? And we really want to um, just kind of share that you know, it's really just acknowledging um, who you are, your your skills. You know, it's a mindset about your skills, your abilities, basically your competence. And are you comfortable with your competence for what you're doing or what you might want to do? And it's, it's really a mindset about you are enough. You have enough and you're willing to learn enough. 
as as much as needed for whatever it is that you're going to do. So if you want to go for a bigger job or a promotion, you know, do you have a confidence mindset around your ability to do that, whether you've had that experience or not? And so, you know, it means really that you can accept and trust yourself for who you are and that you're aware of your strengths and weaknesses. And so a big part of it is, is that you set realistic expectations for yourself and goals that go along with those and um, have a comfortable self-worth. And, and that's really a big one because, you know, self-worth, it's, it's how we value ourselves as human beings, right? And it's not spending time comparing ourselves to others because that's wrong. It's meaningless. It does us no good whatsoever. But often when we're in situations where we're not confident, we do look at other people and we're like, oh, if I could only be like, or look what she did, or look what he said, you know, they spoke up and we we often have that. So again, this is not about spending time comparing to others. So a, a confidence mindset allows us to look at who we are and trust in that, you know, and it, it ties into self-esteem, how we think and how we feel. And, you know, as we talk about why is a confidence mindset connected with mental health? And it's really important to recognize that low self-esteem or not thinking enough of ourselves can really lead to mental health problems, um, anxiety in particular, and sometimes even depression. So it's it's good to um, really take a look at yourself during this process today and going forward. And a confidence mindset also recognizes resistance. And when I use the word resistance, um, I, I might also say the word fear. It's It recognizes when we as an entity, whether that be physically, mentally, emotionally, we're resisting something, we're afraid of it. And we're not staying curious because a confident mindset is willing to ask the questions. It's willing to move out of the comfort zone and say, what if, or how could I, instead of, I can't, instead of, I'm not good enough. You know, and if you were on um, a pre the previous one, I think it was last month where we talked about the hero mindset above the line, below the line. So a confidence mindset is really um, looking to stay above the line, which is in the place of curiosity, and not in the place of fear and judgment. Okay. So we might all look at this cute little gal here and just think about ourselves as a child. Remember, remember that fearlessness? And so that right there is to me a picture of a confident mindset. So what we want to do is learn how to access that. We've all had that at one point in our lives, and sometimes we may carry bits of it with us. But what is it that we want to find um, from that child and bring forward? So it's looking at just some of the benefits of like, why do I care if I have a confident mindset or if I'm doing just fine? But again, improved mental health and wellness, you know, um, if we are stressed or worried about what we're going to say or what we didn't say, what we didn't do, what we didn't try, if we start going through that mental loop thing again, that adds stress. As, as we've talked about before, stress takes our health away from us. And so anything we can do to keep ourselves in that um, nice flat zone, 
you know, where where we're comfortable and we're not going below the line is what we want to um, aim for. So if you look at um, at these bullets of the benefits, let's look at untapped resources. That's within you. I mean, we're not talking about tapping somebody else's resources, but what do you have within you that you're not even touching that you that that might truly be who you are? How do you manage change? You know, again, as as we look at um, as we look at things changing, the more confident you are, the more ready you feel to take on whatever comes at you. You know, if you think about the leaders that you admire, confidence is a major part of their presence. They can walk in a room and and you sense it, you feel it. So in order for you to build that within you or build it greater than you already have it, you know, understanding um, how your mindset plays a role is a, is a big part of it. And another, you know, huge benefit is just growing in experiences, um, you know, looking at um, what you can do and, and not what is holding you back. And, you know, the interesting thing about it is sometimes when we grow experiences, we actually learn how vast our own abilities are. We don't always get a chance to, to test who we are out in the world. Uh, and I'd love to share an example with you from, from my life. Um, after I left the mortgage industry, you know, I was coaching and consulting, and I joined the board of directors for a nonprofit in Virginia that dealt with mental health and domestic violence and um, called the Women's Center. And we had an occasion where we had a very quick loss of our executive director, and we were having a board meeting about what are we going to do? Because you know, this was Friday. Um, she departed on Thursday. And, you know, what, what were we going to do with the staff? And I sat there quietly in the meeting going, well, I could go in on Monday because I'm just doing ethics day at Marshall High School. I could I could get out of that. You know, they have enough to cover and I could go in and see how the staff is doing. And then I'm like, oh, but why why would they want me to do that? I don't have any experience in in the mental health world. I don't have any experience running a nonprofit. You know, why would they want me to do that? And and I was aware of this conversation in my head back and forth, right? Until at some point I finally said, hey, I could go in on Monday and they go, oh, would you? Oh, that'd be so great. And the overwhelming positive response actually shocked me because I had spent all this time with my confidence going, why me? I don't have what is necessary or what, what I think they think is necessary. But when you have a confident mindset, the benefit is that you don't have to have exactly what somebody needs when you know you're willing, when you know you have your own resources, when you know what you're capable of doing. And so having that mindset absolutely opens you up to, to new opportunities. Oh, and, and by the way, I ended up being there six years as the executive director, which, again, was a way that I learned more about myself and confidence um, in all the ways that I, I could use my skills in different ways. So, so let's look at how do you develop this confidence mindset? And we're going to look at things in two different ways. One is really about expanding our awareness, and the other is setting intentions. And each one is really important. Um, in and of itself, but we'll start with just the, uh, the expanding 
um, awareness, you know, what it means to be present and what's happening in that moment so that you can recognize the experiences and then leverage those experiences. Um, understanding the impact of the experiences we've had and, and the opportunity to create new ones. So we'll spend a little time on those. And then for the intention setting, it's really, you set intentions, but then what? You know, unless you have some way of following through, they're just intentions. Like, I'd like to be more confident. Great. Every day I can say that, but it doesn't do anything. It's like saying, I'd like to go to the gym and, and get in shape. I bought a membership. All those things are great. But unless you go and actually figure out what exercises, what classes, what machines, whatever it is that are the practices for you, unless you figure that out and do it, um, setting the intention, as as you know, um, will accomplish nothing. <laughs> so let's start with, what are you aware of? Um, it's just in this moment, take, take a breath, close your eyes if you're comfortable, and just what are you aware of? The clock ticking. The way your foot feels on the floor, maybe a little chill in the air, maybe you hear a thermostat turn on the furnace. What feelings in your body, what emotions? What are you aware about yourself? Your self-esteem, your trust, your own health. So as you think about that for a moment, what else is going around you? What else are you aware of? Other people, situations, interactions? As we've said before, leadership, being your best self, anything, it all starts at that point of awareness. Because unless we stop, and really see where we are, we can't figure out where we want to go. And so let's look at what are some practices to deepen our awareness, to keep us in awareness. And we'll just start with just notice your thoughts. What am I thinking when I go to sleep? What am I thinking while I'm in a meeting? What am I thinking while I'm driving? You know, just, just noticing those thoughts is an awareness because, you know, we often are in that automatic mode where we can, you know, drive our car to the grocery store and home without thinking about it. But what if we stop to think, where are we on the road? You know, have you ever looked up and said, am I, do I know this? Oh yeah, that's the right corner because we're so deep in thought. So just notice. And again, this is a practice. This is not about judgment. But notice your body sensations. You know, what shows up for you when you're nervous? What shows up for you when you're happy? You know, some people get butterflies in their stomach. You get a tenseness in your shoulders, um, a tingling in the fingers. You know, what is it that you notice? Just notice it. And, and your emotions. When are you happy? When do you feel joy? What makes you angry? When are you sad? What brings it about? Do you even know sometimes what's behind your emotions? I don't know about you, but sometimes I'll feel a little melancholy or something and I won't know why. 
and I'll have to kind of trace back. But you notice those things and, and it helps you so that you can make a plan. So as, as we think about um, you know, lack of confidence and the stress that might come with that in some situations, just where does that show up in your body, right? Just notice. And then as you notice, like let's look at expanding that awareness. You know, how do we practice expanding it? And we talked about um, the mindful scan, or I called it the 540 um, in other webinars I've done. But for those that may not have been, you know, it's just, I like to do something that kind of reminds me to breathe and to take my time. So I physically do this where you put your hand on your heart and you just kind of do a half circle, kind of a, like, kind of encompassing and just going, where am I today? All those things we just said, mind, body, emotion, where where am I? My energy level. Where am I? Did I get enough sleep? Am I feeling, am I feeling good? Do I have a cold? You know, where am I? If you were here last month, where is my window of tolerance? Is it open? You know, or is it, or is it closing? And then continuing on with what's around me? What's the situation? What do I need to be aware of? It could be somebody else and it could be a situation. It could be a combination of things. And then as you kind of have that full awareness where you go full circle, I'm aware of where I am. I'm seeing where other people are. And now is the time that you use your awareness to um, kind of assess the situation and respond. And, you know, you think about awareness as internal awareness as well as external awareness. But um, as you look at that, it can really help you in, in situations where you need confidence. Because say that you're not in the zone, say your window of tolerance is small, which means, you know, I haven't had enough sleep or I, I'm really um, agitated or whatever it is where I'm not able to take on as much. Is that a good time to go ask for a promotion? Or is that a good time to have a, a discussion over what you think should be done versus a coworker? So as we think about a confident mindset, part of that is recognizing and being aware of where we are so that we don't set ourselves up for a negative experience that will take us away from building confidence. And so use what you know, use the data that you draw in from your awareness to help you assess the situation and make a decision as to when to speak and when not to. If you're truly intimidated in, in some situation in a meeting, maybe that isn't the best time. It doesn't mean you can't prepare for it for future times, but be just be very aware of that. Be present. Um, it seems simple, you know, but but what does it mean? What does it mean to be present? You know, um, if if you want to chat about it, please do. But it's like, you know, um, why is it important? Because, you know, that voice in your head is all about judging, worrying, thinking about something ahead of time. But if you're present, the voice is with the flow of the moment. You know, there's no worry for, there's no room for worry. There's no room for stress. So being present. Um, being present means just taking what's happening 
and letting it be, right? And so some practices for that. Um, again, we, we were just talking about awareness and I notice, but I notice is a great exercise anytime for when you just need to be present. I'm worried about the future. Okay, I notice my feet on the floor. I notice how my toe hits my shoe. Just those moments and you practice and get back to yourself so that you can start to um, build. Mindfulness bells, you know, some people have apps on their phone where a bell might go off and it just reminds you, oh, am I being, am I being present? Am I interacting with who I need to interact with right now? Am I listening on this on this meeting webinar? Or am I, you know, am I thinking about something else altogether because, you know, my babysitter couldn't come in today or, you know, whatever it might be. Where are you and what reminds you? And another great practice for being present is just kind of reflecting back on what's happening or what you just heard or what you said, just kind of giving it a quick double loop, like, yeah, I agree with that, or hmm, I have some questions about that, but just reflecting specifically back on what just happened. So, so if any, does anybody else have any practices that they use for being present? And if so, would you want to share them? Just feel free. So, and that gets us to experiences. You know, recognizing the impact of our experiences, both good and bad, on our confidence levels right now. You know, um, our experiences can be, you know, I, I gave you the example, you know, I had a good experience when I finally spoke up in that one particular situation, but I've had experiences where I've been shut down. and they're all they're all lodged up here you know everything your brain records it all and it will influence how you react to new situations coming up what else, what else impacts you know what other experiences i mean it could be it could be a social media experience with somebody you never even met because you you put something out there and you got slammed for it but there are, are a lot of experiences in your life to think about both positive and negative that are going to affect your confidence mindset. And what we want to do now is just start to become aware of all of those, aware of how they might influence so that we can have an intention around those and we can make a difference. You know, if, if we felt a lack of confidence at any time in a situation where maybe we got shut down or maybe we just didn't try something, we, we created a neural connection in our brain at that point. And, and all we want to do at this point is look at um, how we can start to break those, right? So let's look at a practice for experiences. Um, let's look at helpful mind and body information from past moments. So if you had a bad situation, okay? Think of it now and just think, how did that show up? And you, did, you, did you get angry? Did you get scared? Um, did your body tighten up? You know, how was that for you? Just kind of think about it for a moment and just say, what story did you end up telling yourself because of that? And how has that influenced 
what you might do now. So now I'd ask you, you know, you're looking at this situation where maybe you were shot down or you were hurt or something that made you want to be quiet or you were told to be quiet. Now think of a positive personal story. Think of when you did raise your voice and someone said, oh, thank goodness somebody mentioned that or thank you, we needed that or that was so important or I made a difference or we were about to lose that account, or we were about to miss a deadline, and I did something. So we all have positive experiences that really should go to our confidence. But our negative always tends to over, over um, react. So think of the positive. And just right now as you're thinking about, where's your body? You know, what's the position? What was it then? Um, Try to experience that as in as many dimensions as possible. You know, just try to kind of relive those sensations. And in this moment, as you're reliving that, you are strengthening the neural connection in your brain for a positive experience. So, you know, when you um, when you start to get off track, you also can remember that you have had positive experiences that can pull you back. So, you know, that that story I was telling you, it still influences me um, because I remember having the courage in that moment to open my mouth and ask for something or volunteer something. And it allowed me to do it many more times in the years that that, um, followed. Another really important thing about leveraging your experience is just um, really coming to terms with your knowledge and skills. You know, not just consider what you know, but consider what you're willing to learn. You know, I have seen um, people, sometimes men more than women, to be honest, go after jobs where they might match 50% of the requirements um, and go after them and get them to be, and to get them. And so sometimes our confidence says, oh, we have to match at least, you know, 80, 90% of these skills before I'll even apply for that job. So again, a confident mindset is around consider not only what you know and your knowledge and skills, but what you are willing to learn. Okay. I never ran a nonprofit before um, like that. I did not have a background in behavioral health. My resume would have been one that would I would never have been hired for the CEO role. And yet, I had that job for six years until I semi-retired because I was willing to learn and I was willing to say, I'm smart enough, I work hard enough, I know what I can bring to the table. Think about those things for yourself all of the time. Right. Get your confidence and mindset full of what you know is strong about you. So let's look at um, 
Just a little bit more about the brain. I think it's really important we, we talk about it a little bit more. You know, um, often the prefrontal cortex, you know, the part that thinks, we call it the conductor, right? Because it really orchestrates all of our thoughts and our actions according to our inner goals. And um, we need it for decision-making, critical thinking, organizing, regulating, even mood regulation. That prefrontal cortex is what keeps us going. But, you know, here's the problem, Okay. We have this amygdala, and I think most of you probably have heard of, you know, the amygdala hijack or the amygdala, but that little almond-shaped part of our brain that is responsible for processing emotions, and it's the key to our automatic responses. So um, when it engages, right, it lessens the effectiveness of our prefrontal cortex, you know, and it's that, um, you heard fight or flight or freeze, you know, that is what the amygdala does. And when you think about, you know, your brain, when the amygdala fires, it's what's controlling you. It's when someone has an outburst or something. But what we need to know around confidence is that um, the amygdala can produce unfounded fear. And it'll it'll just stop that communication to the prefrontal cortex. And I'll, I'll give you another example. <laughs> This was years ago. I was at the Michigan Mortgage Bankers. It was just a informal setup luncheon, and there were a number of speakers. And I think I was speaking on quality assurance or something. And some of you may know Ross Mortgage in Michigan. Tim Ross was facilitating for the day, and I was um, next to speak. But we had a break, and then I was going to speak. And back in that day, I didn't really write down what I was going to speak about. I just kind of I knew it, and I spoke off the top of my head. And he said, Tim said, let's, um, he goes, well, we're a little ahead of schedule. Let's not take a break yet. Surely, why don't you come up and talk? Well, I was planning on that break to organize my thoughts and get ready. And he threw me a curveball. And so I um, got up to the podium. My amygdala kicked in and my mind went totally blank. So even though I knew what I was going to say, I had it all in here, the amygdala took over. And so I looked at Tim. I mean, people were feeling sorry for me. It was really pretty pathetic at the moment. But people, people, uh, I looked at Tim and I said, can we take that break? And we took the break. I stepped out, got my thoughts together. I came back in and, and I spoke and I, and without a hitch and without anything, but it just shows you the power of the amygdala. So what we want to do is that we really want to understand um, the insula, right? Because the insula, um, it senses our body states. And, you know, whether it's the blood pressure rising, all of that. And it allows, it kind of lets us assess what's happening in the body and these alerting sensations. So when he said that, you know, I'm sure my stomach got tight or something. But when you start to recognize that, that's where you can start to take over because the insula will sense it. It gives you a moment to adjust back to a calmer state. And, you know, we, we talk a lot about um, mindfulness practices, but mindfulness calming practices have actually been shown to decrease, to decrease the unnecessary reactivity of the amygdala. And mindfulness practices have been shown to increase the gray matter of the insula. So, you know, really important that as we think about what practices we want for a confidence mindset, it's like, yeah, 
do these things so that you have the ability to take control in the moment. So let's walk through a calming practice right now. And I'll just look, I think we have enough time. So place one hand on your chest, just kind of right below your neck here, like the drawing, and the other one right down on your abdomen, just below your rib cage. I want you to look down at both hands and take in a deep breath. And which hand is rising? Okay. Is it your chest? Is it your stomach? Is it both? You know, just kind of take a look because what you want to do um, to activate your parasympathetic nervous system, one that will combat the amygdala, is, is to have a deep breath. So you really want to see the hand on your abdomen rise as you take in a breath. So take in another deep breath. And just watch to see if that hand rises with your breath, okay? And practice until it does. You know, and, and you know, this practice, count to four, hold it, release with four, count to six, release it, whatever number is comfortable for you. But it's a great practice. Take a breath and release. Calms your system, right? Slowing, eight out. Breath in, stomach out. Breath out, stomach contracts. Yeah, and you know we. We may think we have lots of breathing exercises and there are lots of them that you can go out and look at, but practice it. Practice it so that you can use it to calm your system. And this can be anytime. It could be, you know, it could be when a car pulls out in front of you because you're practicing and you have the gray insula, you, you can use it. You can use it, take a breath and calm yourself, right? Take control so your amygdala does not. You want your prefrontal cortex to be in control. You want the conductor, right? Okay. So as we do this, that's where you create new neural pathways. Anytime you pause from whatever is going on and take a breath, you are creating a new neural pathway. Because if you went from this to panic, purpled out, I panic, boom, boom. Very quickly, I've done that. But now you do thought about it, took a breath. That's a different, that's a different pathway. And that's what we want to do. Okay. So this has all been around awareness, right? We've talked about kind of our, our inner awareness, awareness of situations, being present, being aware of our experiences, and using some some practices to help calm us, to help, to help create a better space. So the next question is going back to the second part of this is the intentions. Where in your life would you like more confidence? So just, you know, think about this for a moment. Like what, what's really important to you? Um, what have been, what have, what have been your challenging situations? You know, what's your mindset going into certain meetings or certain events? You know, um, on a scale of one to 10, where's your confidence been? 
and what number would you like it to be at, right? So is it work? Is it with certain people, family members, just in general? There there are so many different places in our life where it's situational confidence we'd like to see. But as we develop a more confidence mindset, these situations will start to become less challenging for us as well. So we're going to talk about situational confidence as well as building a confidence mindset because they they feed on each other, right? So think about it for a moment. If you have a notepad, just you know, jot it down. Where would you like more confidence? And it could be in a relationship. It could be anything. So our practice here is like in setting that intention. And I would say, let's just start with when, you know, when are you going to set the intention? Is it an everyday thing? Is it, you know, prior to a meeting? It could, it could be all those things. But in your personal practice, when do you need to set an intention? When do you need to remind yourself of that, right? So when, where, where do you, where will you be when you set it? You know, is it, I'm going to do this in the morning for my office. I'm going to do now just have, have something in mind so that it becomes, it becomes routine. What is the intention you're going to set? Um, speaking up about pursuing something, being authentic, you know, all of the different things. Frequency, um, how often do you want to check in? You know, is it something that I need to do once a week for a meeting? You know, and then ask why. You know, what's the motivation for each intention that you set? How will it benefit you? How will it take care of you? How will it help you build a confident mindset? Okay. So personal intention setting, actually make it something that you work with, with pen and paper, computer, whatever. You can do it mentally, but it's far more, um, let's stick far more if you actually make a practice of kind of writing down your intentions around confidence and and what it is you might want to do. So we can set intentions, but obviously without practice, without moving forward, as we said earlier, they don't do anything. So what tools do you need to grow that mindset and what tools do you need for challenging situations? So again, two different things. So the mindset is kind of this continual thing of continually feeding your brain into raising your confidence at every moment. You've been reading these articles or talking to these people or trying things on, but sometimes we need a tool just for a challenging situation right in front of us. The good news is when we go through a challenging situation and we're comfortable with what we did, that helps build our mindset in general, and our mindset in general helps helps prepare us for challenging situations. And so, you know, the thing is that um, confidence is an internal battle, right? And it's one that we can win. So the tools, I like to call them tools, but you can call them whatever you like to. Um, you know, it's the key to um, developing sustainable practices, having those tools in your toolbox. What are the things that that you will use? And um, if you have something you want to share, um, please do. But otherwise, you know, we'll just we'll just talk about a couple that are out there. It's like um, the first tool is just notice where where's your lack of confidence showing up. What what shows up first? Um, like I said, is it is it you know a pinch in the stomach? Is is it 
Is it a thought or a feeling? Just just start to notice it. If you're in a meeting or you're in a situation with somebody who's who's rather loud and you're quiet, you know, are you confident to speak back or not? Just like notice where it shows up um, first. Thoughts, emotions, body. Those are going to be really good clues because that's where you're going to need to shift into your your calming practices, right? So another thing is um, give yourself a thought challenge and shift perspective. So if you're in a situation, um, kind of like if I talk about my women's center one, and I was sitting there debating whether to open my mouth and say, well, I don't have the experience. They wouldn't want me to ask yourself, what if the opposite were true? Shift that perspective. What if the opposite were true? What if I really could do that? What if I was re- would be really effective in that, you know? And so again, allow your brain to play around with it so that whatever your thoughts are that are the doubts, shift that perspective or say, what would my mother think about this, you know? Or my best friend who encourages me, you know, give yourself a thought challenge. It's It's a great way to kind of shift out of that. And then, of course, like we talked about, just, you know, before a situation, calm and prepare your mind and body. You know, the more prepared we can be, you know, and we've done this um, at holiday time when we talk about reducing stress at the holidays. If you know there are certain people that you're going to be with in a family situation that you have a hard time with, um, Preparing yourself so that your responses are not your first reaction can make such a difference to the way that you deal with things. And that is also a confidence mindset. It's it's trust in yourself that no matter what comes up, you're, you're, you've been preparing for it. You're comfortable that you'll be able to deal with it. That's a confidence mindset. So, you know, practice on that. Um, I'd like to, if we, oh, we're almost out of time for today. So, um, one of the things I just want to say, you know, there, there's a great exercise I, w- I would have walked you through here and I'll just tell you about it, but it's just like right now, as you prepare for a specific interaction, visual, visualize it, visualize what success is like in your body and your voice. And you can do this on your own time, but, um, don't just go, Oh, I got to deal with this today. I hope I'm okay. Go through it. Visualize you being confident. Visualize you saying what you need to. Visualize your shoulders back, your head up, you know, your body being strong. Walk it through ahead of time so that your experience has already happened in your brain. That confident mindset is already happening in your brain. Okay. So then just um, some keys, kind of a... a Recap, just the practice keys, um, set the intentions, acknowledge, be aware of your story, whatever that happens to be, however your experiences have affected you, good or bad, incorporate them into your intentions so that you can work them through to where you want them to be. Be honest with yourself and assess your skills and just say, are you missing something that would add confidence? You know, if you knew a little bit more about X, Y, Z, would that add to your confidence in whatever situation you're in? Just look at that, you know, because that's a real that's a real issue. Sometimes we we do need more education on something. Um, Go back and revisit any winning moment. Relive it. Mind, body, heart, spirit. Let it happen strengthen those neural connections, okay? 
Begin to notice your triggers, like where it is, where it shows up in your body so that you can then practice your techniques, whatever those might be. Okay. So practice, practice, continue to practice. So that how will you create new neural pathways? And it's just totally up to you on how you do that. And so I'd say, you know, showing up confident, I'll go back to the very first question I asked today, you know, or the second question, actually, if you developed a confidence mindset, what more would be possible for you? And I hope that you think about that. And as always, feel free to reach out with questions. I actually will be out of the country for a couple of weeks. But if you do have questions or you want any more information, um, you know, please feel free to reach out and just say, you know, what decision can you make today that your future self will be grateful for? And I will leave you with that. And if there are any questions, I'm going to open the chat now because I can't somehow it shuts off my computer when I do it. So, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, is, yeah. Surely it's just like very timely um, information for all of us. For some of us, we're going into like our year end recaps with managers and things like that that happen and setting goals for this upcoming year. I think the information that you presented was really great and something that we all can use and be very mindful of. I think the one thing that we, it, I'm going to speak as a woman, as women in our industry, I think we sometimes forget to dwell on the successes that we have. Um, and we tend to dwell on the other side of things. So I'm going to take that away today and think back on some of the successes and how they've impacted and can continue to impact. So, yeah, yeah, it's a good point. It's, it's like, um, our brains are Teflon when it comes to successes and they just roll right back off where anything that was negative, boy, we, we have that stuck in there and, um, that's what we rely on. So, well, I wish everyone a great day and thank you as always for being here next month. Um, shoot. Well, we're doing one next month. I sent it to Amy. She can send it out. I'm like, I know I've got a few more coming up. So, um, but I look forward to seeing you in April. Thank you so much, Shirley. Have a great time off of work. We'll see you. Thank you. <laughs> Take care, everyone. Thank you. Bye. For more information about how you can get involved with TMC Connect and witness the power of the network firsthand, please visit us at mortgagecollaborative.com.